Disclaimer. The following podcast includes adult content topics, some profanity, and Bridgerton spoilers. Duh. Dearest gentle listeners, have you heard the news? Welcome everyone to our podcast called Buzz of the Ton, where we talk all things Bridgerton. My name is JP, and I am your host for episode eight. Joining me today, I have four other honeys. We have Sarah. Hey. Alondra. Hey, guys. Mia. Hi. And Caitlin. Hey, everybody. So how are you ladies doing today? We're good. Wonderful. Wonderful. How are you, JP? I'm good. I'm ready to talk about episode two, Queen Charlotte. I'm happy we're like getting back to normal, like, and everyone's here and it's just like better when everyone's together. I, yeah. I missed you guys. You guys. Last time. Yeah, oh. I wasn't we're jealous all at all. I was care. totally missing you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're all in this together, like High School Musical. Yeah. Oh my god, you love High School Musical. Now that song's gonna be stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was telling a friend at work yes, about my did. London trip, and then MC and Mia's London trip. And she was like, it's like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> oh, my God. You should do that. Oh, my God. Who said that? Valerie. She listens to the podcast. Hi, Valerie. That <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> it's so true. We should do something I would definitely like that, be like... Be like, I can't feel all this in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it, though. That's so cute. We should do Sisterhood of the Traveling Bee Necklace. Everyone gets yeah. to wear a necklace. Oh that would be cute. That would be really cute. <laughs> At this point, it would be Sisterhood of the Traveling Luke Newton because <laughs> yes, <laughs> well so. traveling Luke Newton fans. <laughs> mm-hmm. So MC, our lovely MC, is traveling currently in Italy, so she'll join us again hopefully next week. Um, so we just want to wish her a fabulous time in Italy and wherever else she goes in Europe because I'm very jealous, but. Yeah. I get to live vicariously through her, through her blog, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So today's episode, we're going to continue on with our Queen Charlotte episode analysis. And today we're going to cover episode two of Queen Charlotte called Honeymoon Bliss. So feel free to watch along with us as we cover this popular Bridgerton spinoff. Also, make sure that you stay tuned to the end for some news and some social media shout outs. Mia is going to give us a quick overview of the episode. Take it away, Miss Mia. All right, so let's talk about this. So this synopsis is real quick. So our episode overview is basically just pretty simple. Uh, pretty simple. So Charlotte, who was frustrated by her first days of marriage to the mysterious and unpredictable king, a lonely Charlotte finds a confidant and advisor in Lady Agatha, Agatha Danbury. That's pretty much what the episode was about from what I remember. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of her her experiencing the things that she did with the king and then Lady Danbury kind of coming in and being like that that other, that person she could speak to and be a confidant in so many words. Yeah. This is also where we get those drawings, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> About what to do. And my, I don't want, what she say? I don't want to do that thing where my head hits the wall. And he said, <laughs> yeah. Oh. You most definitely don't have to worry about that, ma'am. <laughs> All right, and now we're going to cover music and costumes with Sarah. Take it away, Sarah. 
Okay, so um, we're going to start talking about some more of the music of this episode. So one thing I talked about last time was that the composer, Chris Bowers, he talked a lot about like how music in Queen Charlotte is much of a darker tone to it uh, compared to Bridgerton. And I think that's something we see like full on in this episode. Um, I guess whether you notice it or not, it really does like have a huge effect on the episode. And um, the beginning is kind of where it starts taking a turn in particular there's a montage at the beginning of the episode where she she's just kind of going through the motions right she's getting ready for dinner and then she's eating by herself and then she's getting ready for bed and she's sleeping by herself and it's just kind of like I don't know how else to say it like repetitive for her during Mm -hmm. her honeymoon um and obviously that montage just kind of shows viewers that like Charlotte's just going through it like very zombie like and the music matches that as well so in the beginning of the montage like it starts out really happy it's like in a major key right like so she's supposed to be on her honeymoon Mm -hmm. which i think it's funny that they call the episode honeymoon bliss because it's anything (laughs) but that (laughs) it's anything but bliss right (laughs) complete opposite yeah Yeah. um and it has like some harpsichord and strings in it but then as the montage goes on the music starts getting very sad (laughs) and very dark and very minor and it's just very sad sounding and it's not it's really made me like it gave me the feels during that point it really did because it was just there's just a lot going on and it's like I could only imagine what she was thinking Um, see that's interesting because I didn't really notice that when I read it but yeah yeah yeah. like I said it's not something that everyone's going to really notice and but it's you would notice it if it was gone yeah and I said read, yeah. but I meant watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then for the rest of the episode, like the music really stays in that darker tone. The only time it mm-hmm. actually gets kind of like light and happy is when they're having sex for the first time, which I don't know if As I was really paying attention to the music at that point anyways. But, <laughs> but who would? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I was analyzing it, so I did like cover my Again, eyes. if it wasn't okay, there. What's the music? Yeah. But again, <laughs> if, it wasn't there, if it wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so just kind of an interesting shift in like the tone overall and I imagine we'll see it we'll hear it get even darker especially as we see like George kind of go into more of his struggles and usually every episode we get like a modern song cover we actually didn't get one for this episode I think we're gonna get one in episode three so we'll be on the lookout for that so then getting into some of the costumes the first thing I want to talk about are the wigs Oh. a lot of amazing wigs God, we could talk a whole episode on the wigs exactly we really can yeah. Yeah. the uh, wigs were they're great next level um and actually um i've seen a lot of queen charlotte wigs throughout bridgerton but i have to say one of my favorite wigs so far in queen charlotte is in this episode so the um, wig i'm talking about um and you guys can look this up on your phones while you're waiting but the wig i'm talking about is during the scene when the older lady danbury and violet are talking to charlotte about like how they're going to get their children married or like how charlotte wants to get her children married and like mm-hmm. producing children <laughs> and um she's wearing this like really gray like wavy wig and it's one of the tallest wigs i think i've seen oh wow and it's interesting because it's kind of shaped like a heart almost which is interesting because they're talking about love at that point um and the front of it has this really like beautiful gold jewel in the back there's like a row of bows with gold jewels in the middle so it's just like interesting to notice that throughout the series like the younger version of charlotte she wears wigs that are like more realistic to her actual hair 
if not it actually being her actual hair mm-hmm. but then as charlotte gets older she wears like these really extravagant like really crazy looking wigs and symbolism <laughs> i think that that kind of symbolizes like she's gotten older she's okay with being the queen and it's more like comfortable in that role so she's like okay standing out so yeah I don't know what do you guys it think? could also kind of be like the weight of the crown kind of thing because those wigs I are was heavy. just about to say that's probably it, it was, true yeah I was gonna say it's also like a shift in power I noticed oh. as she became more especially after she told um after she basically took well I'm going ahead but I don't know if I want to do that, but I I just noticed as her shift into power, mm-hmm. her wigs got higher. Like if you go to the final scene, her her mm-hmm. wig is kind of high. It's still natural, but it's kind of high. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like I'm the queen now. Like yeah, she's okay taking is, up that space, right? Taking up that space and being who yeah. she is. Because yeah. we don't really see yeah. her wear a lot of crowns. No, we really. don't. She, no, wears she doesn't have to. Her, her hair crown. is her crown, which yeah, is actually yeah. a <laughs> reference to a uh, black woman's hair they oh. always say my hair is my crown so the oh. higher i wear my hair up the higher my I crown i love that that's cool yes, no, i've never heard cool. of that before yeah no it's a thing yeah like especially when girls like um when i like i remember when um i used to wear my hair in box braids and then i would put my hair up like in a bun and sometimes mm-hmm. my hair my bun would be so big because my braids would be so long and they would say oh you're wearing your crown or Aww. even if a, a, a woman is wearing a big afro it's always okay. you're wearing your crown or even if you notice yeah. with her sama when she does certain hairstyles so it's like the yeah. describing of your crown that so that's just a little tidbit in there that's cool i love that cool. i also read did i read it or did i hear it in the bridget podcast bridget podcast where they were talking to uh golda and she was talking about how in the second season because her wigs were so much more heavy Mm-hmm. that they gave her like she could sit down and then they gave her something like in the back of her dress where she could like take that weight off her back so she didn't have mm-hmm. to have it all day long okay yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah right yeah which i saw how they kind of made some of her wigs which they did really good with like trying not to make them so heavy but i mean of course you probably couldn't you probably i mean there was so much that went into those wigs but yeah mm-hmm. The higher the hair, the more the power. That's kind of mm-hmm. how I see it. So it's yeah. like, you yeah. know, I feel like when they were saying she had to wear a neck brace, I was like, oh my gosh, so, yeah, so I can bad. Imagine. But she's she's Golda. That's why she's the queen. <laughs> That's why she's the queen. Though, like chronic yeah. headaches. Oh my yeah. gosh, she Back probably aches. had a lot of headaches. Neck. Yeah. I have to say yeah. though, like the wigs I've seen in the Bridgerton series and just in general, like are mm-hmm. some of the most beautiful wigs I've mm-hmm. ever seen, yeah. like in anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Even better though because the wigs in season one were not as good as they were in season two and so you're right nothing. yeah even the outfits in season one were not that great yeah. they yeah. they were you budget could tell they were just starting that budget was yeah. not budgeting yeah then. and speaking of outfits um i'm going to actually talk about my last my last point i wanted to talk about was my favorite dress so far oh. was also in the season um so i had my favorite wig and my favorite dress in the season <laughs> um maybe penelope will beat that in season three i don't know but <laughs> she probably so will far, like yeah. The whole Bridgerverse. yeah so you can see this dress when charlotte's on her way to dinner and to her surprise george is waiting there for her and she's wearing this very like light pink and like light blue dress 
it's very like a Georgian kind of style dress, but mm-hmm. the front has like blue and pink flowers. It's got sparkly jewels. It kind of looks like it's paired with like a diamond necklace and earrings. So it's just, it's just so beautiful. I, I love anything sparkly. So like, I don't know. I just really like it. Um, I just like that it's not so harsh. That's like a very soft tone to her because I feel like a lot of her outfits start getting very dark kind of in as the season goes along so I like that this one's very like light and it's kind of funny because it's kind of when George and Charlotte make up at this point is when she's like wearing this like light outfit and also Mia probably will talk about this later but the first time they do the deed she's wearing a light pink like gown no nightgown nightgown so yeah (laughs) yeah so my question for everyone is do you guys have a favorite dress throughout the Bridgerverse so far that you've seen or remember Gosh. we can't count we're all kind of i know we're all kind of stuck on that penelope dress i know but... well for me it was definitely lady danbury's dress um i think it was white base oh but yes. that had like red flowers mm-hmm. on it mm-hmm. that was Ooh, my yeah. favorite mm-hmm. anybody else I like, that stands out? I like penelope's uh hearts and flowers dress the pink one because i thought she looked so yes. beautiful yeah and colin wasn't there to see it <laughs> so annoying Ugh. I really like her. I really like her dress in the first episode when he like saves her from Cressida's bullying. The oh pink, yeah, that pink uh, wasn't that a pink one too? Yeah, yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. It was just really floral and like cute and mm-hmm. not yellow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mine's has to be the queen when she wore that whole ensemble when she wore eight, uh, Kate and Anthony's. Well. Adwina in Anthony's wedding. <laughs> um, that entire ensemble was just, it was serving like the purple with the white hair. I mean, mm-hmm. I love that outfit. Like, it was yeah. just, it was something about that outfit that just gave like boss bitch. I'm sorry. It was just, mm-hmm. I'm, and then yeah. she put it together. So even when she was like, what is happening to my wedding? Right. Because I, I did this, this is, I did this and you're ruining <laughs> my wedding, but I just, I, I love that outfit. That was just an amazing yeah. outfit. Yeah. So That's listeners awesome. out there, if you have one, let us know in the comments, which one's your favorite. And we're back covering some more of Queen Charlotte episode two and Alondra is going to tell us a little bit about some of the medical aspects of the episode. All right so for this episode we didn't really get a lot of insight into the medical stuff until like towards the end of episode two but I'll just talk a little bit about it. So we do know that George started acting a little standoffish and as a viewer I thought Maybe the reason for his collapse at the end of the episode was due to stress. Because oh. he talked, yeah, because he talked a lot about the pressure he felt um, from the obligations that he has as the king and having to be perfect. And basically, his life was just to be king. You can't have any interests outside of it. You can't do anything else. Um, and so, during this this moment, we do get a glimpse of his illness. So what do you ladies think when you saw him collapse? I think I think you're right. I think it was all about stress. Like he was trying to like yeah. ward it off for so long that he just couldn't do it anymore. I'm trying well, to like remember when did he collapse. He was talking to his mom. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was after like he was she... talking to his mom oh, and then Reynolds okay. came in and was like yeah. he was like don't tell Charlotte. Okay. Um that's yeah. right. Yeah, it feels I feel like a lot of like cuz I was watching like future episodes too and it seemed like a lot of the 
the illness comes on from stress because you can see him like start shaking at first and then after that he kind of gets into that mindset and he like freaks himself out and then that like maybe that's like a switch that happens in his brain or something oh maybe sure like a trigger like a trigger i i noticed like like he mentions that i feel like i'm going ahead of myself (laughs) he mentions (laughs) that i don't want to mention that i don't know if i can mention that episode because he mentions about how it even started Mm -hmm. it's definitely the pressure of the crown and being And I think what happens is on a mental level, you could tell it starts off as anxiety mm-hmm. and then immediately goes into like, like when you're, when the brain is over, sometimes people don't realize like when the brain is over overloaded with too much and sometimes the brain can be pushed to like its capacity. Like you can push your brain as hard as you can, but when it gets to a certain level, it starts to create other outlets to deal with stress. So his was just, being away from whatever was not in that moment so I feel like that's pretty much what happened like he would literally go into these panic attacks Mm -hmm. and sometimes the panic can be which is it's not healthy if you don't like anybody with anxiety you have to get that checked out because if you get sometimes your panic attacks can get so bad that you could literally black out it's almost like you're blacking out like your body will literally black out if you're not careful because you're Mm -hmm. overwhelmed isn't that part of like what's going into shock is too where you just like in in so many words it's like your body goes into shock and but like your body like your body has a way of dealing with a lot of different things so people don't realize that's why I always tell people like if you're not right up here nothing else will work like you have to be right up here so I feel like mentally if something is overwhelming you it will cause a physiological change, whether it be anxiety, whether it be a heart attack, whether, I mean, it's literally stress, stress on the brain. So I feel like his way of dealing with it was he would literally just space out. It was like, he would just space out. It would be just like, I, I don't want to be here. I don't yeah, it would like close down. Yeah, so let me just blank out. And it was like, he was only remembering in that moment I noticed like he would be saying words over and over again, just like trying to keep his mind in that moment. But yeah, I I did notice that like with the trauma, he basically went through trauma as up until an adult. And it's, it was kind of messed up. I hate how they handled it though. They made it seem like he was perfect and he wasn't perfect. He had his problems, you know, but they were just so, you know, anatomic to call him perfect, the perfect king, the perfect this. But he was really not perfect. Well, and if you notice too, like I'm probably getting ahead of myself here too, but like the words that he says and the things he draws when he's in this like mindset are things that he enjoys. Like that's true. Yeah, it's like an escape. Right. It's an escape. Yep. Mm -hmm. Farmer George, he's saying Farmer George, Farmer George, Venus, Venus. Like Mm -hmm. it's like a way to keep him grounded almost, Mm -hmm. which is still sad because he's not he's not in this he's not in this like reality reality he's in a different reality where he feels comfort it's like a comfort place and it's it's almost like a personality disorder like somebody with the personality disorder well they'll like come out and go into different personalities like if they went through a certain trauma as a child they'll snap back into a a child mode and they're talking like Mm -hmm. a child or if they went through a like a an abusive trauma they got beaten and when they got when they got beaten they probably 
like became like a grumpy old man. So when they, anything that triggers that, they're going to be a grumpy old man. Like you just, the brain is fantastic. I'm sorry. I just, it is super interesting. Mm -hmm. That's literally what the brain does. It will literally shut your whole body down when it's too much. It's just way too much. So Yeah. yeah. And what's interesting too, and we can probably talk about this in future episodes, but if you listen to the music when he's getting into those like like those problems you can hear like whispering yeah and like different little sound effects we'll talk about that more but yeah Yeah, i never noticed that see super interesting (laughs) that is interesting yeah when i watched this episode not knowing what happens in the other episodes the first thing i thought was a migraine because he put his hand to his head and Mm -hmm. you know with a migraine that comes with like different levels of intensity so I thought oh maybe it's due to all this stress that it's causing a migraine but then I noticed the hand tremors and I thought okay this could be a different illness and obviously we know that does lead to him having dementia as we saw in Bridgerton so obviously I was curious about what exactly caused all these symptoms to yeah manifest yeah but obviously they didn't have the technology or the means to even understand what disease he had. Um, It was more about experimenting and just putting him, torturing him, putting him through all this just for research purposes. (laughs) Right. Which really made him worse in the end because it caused more stress. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. More trauma. So did you ladies have anything else to add? No, I think that's a good start. He definitely, we have a lot more to talk about for that stuff later on, I think. <laughs> definitely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it'll start getting more intense. I, I do yes. think we get preacher in that. He literally, like, I feel like nobody really paid attention to that part, but he literally tells you mm-hmm. exactly what happens to him. And I didn't realize until I heard it, and I was like, that's why he does all of that. It makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. So if you're doing a rewatch, watch out for all this stuff right when you when you're watching this looking for things yeah you find a lot more than just when you're watching it for fun right Right. yeah when you go into it like all those music things like next time I watch like when I watch the next episode I'm gonna be looking for that now yeah totally why I wasn't looking for it right that's totally why when season three comes out I'm gonna be re-watching it like nine times not it has Nine, nothing to do with Luke. Why? It has nothing to do with Luke being shirtless. <laughs> okay. It's just it's for yeah, research. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. I'm gonna be watching that on repeat until I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, don't I, a, I don't think I have a I don't think I have a research. Ending. I don't yeah. think I have an ending for mine. I yeah. Depending on how good it is. I do y'all, I mean, this is really just a quick side note, but do y'all think like do y'all have like do y'all have like an expectation of like yes. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like, what if it's not good? I literally be thinking that. Like, what oh, if it's I was thinking that too, but it'll be good. It'll be good. But what if it's happen. not though? Like <laughs> Nick and Luke will be there. Yeah. So Mia, what are you worried about not being good? Tom Verica. It's gonna be good. I don't know. I think it's like when you know how you go in with something and you're like, this is gonna be so good. And then you're yes. like, this was oh like okay, I won't say it won't be good. What if it's just okay oh, is it because your expectations are so high <laughs> probably yeah. I, I i at this point shonda have they put me there it's their yeah. fault no i agree if they if they wouldn't the way they have this tight like a bra like they have this tight on like a whole 
like it's on the last hatchet on a bra (laughs) (laughs) like you better you better be coming through with all types of sports bras right now because i'm just like like for real like i need to be comfortable This bra comes off as soon as I get home. Because I am so uncomfortable yeah. right now in this tight bra. Y'all got this stuff so tight on me and I can't breathe. But y'all better be coming through with a whole bralette. Like, I, I'm right. so serious. Why not represent to a bra? But I'm just saying, like, that's why. That's why I'm trying not to be like, if they don't have this scene, I'm not going to, I quit. Right. You know what I mean? And a yeah. lot of people are like that. I mean, I know we're getting carriage. I know we're getting the mirror. So mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. I'm pretty Everything sure we're getting Colin and Penelope. Yeah, yeah. But I'm still just like, what if all of that is just okay? Like I can't. <laughs> well, what if it's better yeah, than the book? It's Luke and it's but, Luke and Nick. We're talking about the pictures. But I'm just thinking, like, you know how somebody hypes something up? It's like, oh, I'm about to hype you up, and they're <laughs> just like, they're just like, uh, uh. Uh, like what do you want to They're like, come on, nah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to spit your flow. Like, what's yeah, going yeah. on? I can't. Like, I was having those doubts too. I was having those doubts too. But then I thought to myself, like, no, season one, season two, and Queen Charlotte have all right. outdone my expectations. I really don't think Shonda would be. But did you really have like an expectation for those three seasons? Like I felt like season for Queen Charlotte, I did. Okay. And season two, I did because I'd already seen season one. I was like, well, how can they get better than season one? And they did. Yeah. And Queen Charlotte, I was like, well, are they going to be, are they going to be good? Because it's a spinoff and it was amazing. So I'm like, yeah, I think my, I think my expectations are very high. I think that's what it is because I'm like this, this is not like. It can't just be okay. Like, it we can't know the be chemistry okay. is there, though. We, we know, know the chemistry is there. there. Yeah, we know that we loved Pollen from a season one and season two, and they're going to get better than what we have already seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can't be okay. Don't freak yourself cannot, out, Mia. Don't freak yourself yeah. out. It cannot be okay, <laughs> y'all. I'm serious. Like, <laughs> I'm not accepting nothing less than flawless. Like, when I tell you from the from the intro, he better be like riding on a horse gallantly. Where you like sucking her toe or something? I don't care. It better be like it better be up here. I better be up here after that. I got one thing to tell you. We'll see. Listen, don't you don't don't use his (laughs) don't use his words against me. (laughs) Oh, that pissed me off. I was like, we'll see. You know what? We will see, sir. We will see. You're absolutely right. I can't, man. It better not, y'all. I'm serious. It better just not be okay. I'm air. It'll be great. I'm It'll sorry. be great. I'm sorry. It'll I didn't mean to great. go off on that. I just, I don't know what made me think about that. Like, what if it's just okay? Like, <laughs> they've already told okay, us we're not yeah. ready. It has I'm to not. be. Yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm yeah. worried about it. So what Mia just experienced was stress. So it's, yeah. right now I'm gonna be like King George and I'm stressing out and this medicine is making me mad. Like, my brain is shutting down, Mia. My brain is shutting down. All I'm thinking about is don't mess with Bridgerton. Don't mess with Bridgerton. Because that exceeded my expectations. That did yeah. exceed my expectations. Yeah. Yeah. But 
They we'll better see, bring we'll see. every we'll cat, see. dog, mouse, <laughs> arm, leg, left foot, right oh foot, a carriage, everything. Pokey pokey, all of it. Pokey pokey, all of it. I don't care what's in there. A macaroon, everything. Any clear thought? All of it. We'll be fine because oh they're they're literally a favorite, a fan favorite, and also the crew loves them. Shonda loves them. So that was the other thing. The, they're gonna the give crew us the best. is like they're who was saying this? Nicola was saying that the crew would like watch a scene and they'd be like like yeah. just clutching their chests because it was so beautiful. And that's not even the finished product. That's just watching mm-hmm. it in real life without all yeah. the music oh and the right. the cinematography. Like, and it was so okay. good. They broke furniture. So mm-hmm. facts. Right? I keep, yes. Okay, that that's the only thing that ever gets me is when she said that. That's very true. <laughs> yeah, she did say that. She did say that they <laughs> broke furniture. And and we know they're me. both fabulous actors. All of them are fabulous actors. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Yeah, you saw him Shonda. in the shape of things. I did. Mm-hmm. You think you know what the potential subpar out? No, she no. won't. No. With this much delay, like mm-hmm. they're working yeah. on that. I think that's what got me though, because I'm like, what are y'all holding on to? Like, <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Did I tell you guys I took off for December 14th and 15th? So I'm <laughs> ready. Really? Just in case. Too, just but what if it's not that day? I'm not well, I'm not holding on to that off. date. Uh, I know true. Yeah, that. Fair enough. So. My Shonda, my 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 pollen handbook will not. They will not let <laughs> yeah, Sarah, me. Sarah, that's that that's thing. reverse manifesting. <laughs> I know right? that's reverse manifesting. Hey, you guys know me by now. I'm prepared for everything. Okay? <laughs> Whatever you can always. I be seeing it, people. Right? I be seeing people talking about some December 14th. December 14th. I'm like blasphemy, blasphemy, blasphemy. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Watch your my mouth. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Preparedness. So. <laughs> yeah. Mine like, I'm is... sorry. Do you know the release date? Did Shonda personally tell you? Then no, shut up. Right. Okay. <laughs> so Shonda not tells listen. me it's December 14th. I'm, like, I'm not gonna believe it. I feel like, yeah. like y'all said, like Nicola will be the one to deliver it, though. I feel like yeah. she's gonna tell us. Like yeah. she's gonna be like, and it is coming. And we're hoping maybe it's not March 10th. Right. <laughs> right. I was like, maybe I am right. Maybe oh it's March 10th. <laughs> I just feel like the longer it, we wait to get this news, the longer it's going to be like delayed. So it's over just, it. Yeah. I don't know. Sooner than you think. That's all I <sighs> That's what they keep saying. That's what they say. It's and we think it's, it's December. We think it's December. I think they're fucking with us. I really do. I think they're fucking with us too because they like to People fuck with everybody. People need to take off of work. They can't keep doing this shit Right. To us. Like, we have plans to make people Sunday. with obsessive preparedness disorder like me <laughs> yes. take off of work. i tried to tell them like you can't be out here just saying waiting for something and people got to take off work man like come on flights to book like, yeah flights yeah right i already i already like told work that i was leaving in three weeks to go to london all of a sudden i can't do that with this show too i gotta prepare yeah, yeah. right <laughs> i can't just do it last minute y'all want to drop shit last minute what shit is this wants us to <laughs> we lose our plan. jobs damn it got so i'm trying to get people fired they better have spots over that shot land because i'm coming for your ass if y'all don't drop right? this date <laughs> yeah gonna have to get his jobs right <laughs> you know they have nurses on sets because things happen all the time i could do that yeah you nice. definitely Ooh. could and i'm editing somebody's damn something i don't know what the hell i'm editing but i'm editing something <laughs> yeah 
Anyways, getting back to Queen Charlotte and I'm George. Sorry. That was the whole <laughs> one. I'm sure I'm our so Pollen, our Pollen listeners will love this little section. Yeah, so yes. yeah, they, they will. Are we yeah, we should. I was I going they to need to understand. Y'all say they like banter. Like there you go. Mm-hmm. I love it. Love and they, the un- they, they they all understand and agree with us. I'm sure they do. Oh, yeah. So. Yes, yeah. yeah. They're all wagging their fists right now. <laughs> right? Damn you, Shonda. <laughs> I need a plan. Yeah. <laughs> now time for Lady Whistledown Society Grammar School to elevate your eloquence amongst the ton, with today's phrase being Chimping Mary. So what do you guys think Chimping Marys means? Literally no idea. No idea. <laughs> Can you use I it in a sentence? About, yeah, use it in a sentence. <laughs> I think it's something about being drunk, but I, I don't know. Hmm. Oh. Um, okay. Chimping Marys. Mm. So that guy is really chimping some Marys. <laughs> I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> um, pinching someone's butt. Oh wow. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> right out the gate. No, that's fine. <laughs> I don't well, know. I, I think of chimping. Out there. I have no idea. When I think of chimping, I think of monkey, like a chimp. yeah. So like maybe like messing around or like acting like a monkey. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I feel Delandra? like he's something about drinking. Uh, can you use it in another sentence? Because <laughs> I really have no clue at all. Okay, I'll tell you. Okay. It just means drunk. Oh, okay. I figured it was something about being drunk. I wow. was like, I figured it was something about being drunk, but I can't remember. <laughs> like, just say being drunk. Why is, right? Right. Why is that hard? <laughs> I feel like that's that word that went throughout throughout century, and then somebody came up with the word tipsy, and they were like, instead of that's saying way easier, Mary, <laughs> you're tipsy. Mm-hmm. Like, how did this originate? Like, what is right? the meaning behind it? Exactly. It's no so idea. strange. I couldn't find it on Chimping Google. Really, Mary's? We got that from us. Chimping, I feel Chimping like Mary's. is like if if you're thinking about a chimp, I feel like a chimp. But what does Marys have to do with it? What did Mary? Maybe it's Why about like, very yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> if you guys have any, uh, any ideas why it's called Chimping Mary, feel free to put them in our, Please do, yeah. That, yeah. that part I don't on know. On our social media for sure. <laughs> Wasn't much of a <laughs> lesson because none of us really knew. <laughs> <laughs> but we learned. We learned. We learned. Learning. Yes. It's learning. grammar school, but the teachers have no idea. <laughs> okay yeah today the audience is the teacher yeah right (laughs) teachers can learn too sarah i know yeah i know all right (laughs) all right so now we are gonna go over some easter eggs with caitlin okay so in the second episode of the season i kind of noticed that there was a lot of decor that was that looked kind of like a cage so Mm -hmm. it made me wonder whether this is a metaphor for charlotte or even george to feel like they're trapped or like unable to escape so charlotte stuck in that house george is kind of like stuck in this pressure to be king so i don't know Mm. i noticed these they kind of look like like bird cages sort of or like in the background there would be like little cage type decorations or something like that so Mm -hmm. I was just 
I was like, that's interesting. Isn't there a part where she says a, she's in a gilded cage or something? Yeah. Is there? Yeah. Is it in this episode? I, I must think have missed so. It. Yeah. Because a gilded cage is still a cage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just made me think like, is that why they're putting all these cages in here? Because it could be symbolic of feeling trapped for both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. I agree. That's actually very good. That's yeah. a great way to look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I noticed, this is something that uh, Sarah actually talked about with the clothing. So Charlotte's clothing changes to more darker tones in this episode. And the hues are like, they're like richer, they're red and dark. And this obviously probably signifies what her mood is or how yeah. she's feeling. She's feeling depressed. She's feeling lonely. She's feeling angry and frustrated. So her clothing is reflective of that. And then I thought it was also interesting that the time that she wears like a brighter color is when George comes and it's Mm -hmm. like when they're reunited and it kind of shows her more, more in the clothing that she was wearing before she got there because she was wearing brighter colors and like pastel Mm -hmm. colors. So I really like when the clothing represents their mood and their feelings and things like that. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, this next one, Sarah actually sent me this one when she was watching. She said that it was interesting that Augusta is always wearing crowns uh, while she's at home doing things, yet Charlotte and George hardly ever do. So mm-hmm. it oh, made wow. me wonder. It made me wonder if Augusta is trying to remain in control of situations. So do oh, you? Yeah. Do you guys think Augusta has a problem with not being in control? Or do you think she's just worried about George's ability to take on that power as king? She's definitely worried about being in control because yeah, yeah. jumping ahead, but she says it. So I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I just, cause I was kind of on the lookout like for costume stuff and I'm like, wait, why is she wearing a crown? But like yeah. George and Charlotte who are queen and king are not, right. which is weird. And I guess I'm not mm-hmm. sure like what um, events or stuff like they have to wear their crown to versus mm-hmm. just at home which is why I thought it was odd she was just wearing it at home for like no yeah. event yeah so, I mean, for real when you when you when you're actually in the title you don't have to prove your title um yes yeah. that's probably so, true yeah and when you're not in the time when you're trying to prove yourself you're going to always mm-hmm. show I'm trying to prove mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. wear the out or what is the dress for the there's a phrase dress for the role you want yeah something like that oh, or dress yeah. for the job you want are you dressed yeah something like that yeah mm-hmm. yep. yeah huh, i just think it's interesting. interesting because she's it's almost like maybe she feels like she has to be this controlling figure because george maybe she doesn't think george can do it mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. his, his mental health but that's yeah funny. i don't know that's very interesting yeah that's yeah, why that's i was like oh maybe feeling should talk about it yeah because like when it the next time that they wear crowns is at the coronation I think and then mm-hmm. after that they only wear them when they go to like a, an event or something mm-hmm. yeah and I mean it could it could be nothing but who knows yeah I mean I looked it up and it said that it it isn't unusual for them to wear crowns when they're not the queen like she is she she's like she's not a she's queen a dowager consort, princess she? she's a dowager princess, princess so yeah and I think it said that that they could wear crowns, but I just find it interesting. Like, why is she wearing a crown every day at home? Yeah. 
doing nothing like and you also notice her dress is very like large and extravagant yeah. so like when she sits yeah. down it takes up like the whole couch it mm-hmm. does like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, so weird again trying to what prove her title but right when you, yeah. you don't have to prove your title when you have the title queen charlotte yeah. doesn't have to walk around and big i mean she can but i think she's they're very and i and i was gonna say like even when they went to the ball Lady Danbury's ball, they didn't wear crowns. Queen Charlotte didn't really wear a yeah. crown. She wore like a little, yeah. you know. She had like jewels in her hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it wasn't mm-hmm. a crown because you don't have to, I don't have to denounce my, you know who I am when I walk in the room. That's real power. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You know who you are when you walk in a room, but you have to announce yourself. Dang, I feel like I'm making a statement right now. We have to announce yourself. <laughs> no, but that's real. Like, that's like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, like, absolutely. It's almost like if I know who I am and when I walk into a room and people know who I am, I don't have to say anything. That right. speaks volumes. But if I have to walk anybody. like, yo, my name is this, 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 and this, then it's like, oh, okay. But again, it's like, you know, you have to know. It's like she was trying to prove that I'm still in control, but you really weren't. You weren't mm-hmm. in control. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> not in control anymore. You're not. <laughs> You've been moved down the bench. Gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> know your place <laughs> know your place know your place know your place yeah um okay so the next thing that i noticed in this episode was uh we saw violet in this episode which i loved um and violet was invited to go to the queen when they had that little tea and violet had like this little speech and she said it does not have to start out as love it can grow love can bloom from the thorniest of gardens so one foreshadowing of pollen and possibly herself so oh yeah i think she's alluding to her possible romance and also colin and penelope's romance so did she say that, that was cute did she say that for kate and anthony that saying i've heard before the thorniest of gardens i feel it sounds familiar but i feel like i've watched this show so many times i don't know where it came from <laughs> <laughs> it could have come, could have came from anywhere honestly I, I don't yeah, know why sure. I said that to Anthony about like or did she say it to Daphne damn now I'm gonna have to go back and watch it oh darn we have to rewatch Bridgerton again yeah oh darn <laughs> oh darn. Yeah, when Kate was in a coma and she was talking to Anthony I think she did mention something with about a rose or something or a flower huh yeah oh the yeah. garden references the rake the hose there's so many garden references <laughs> The rakes and the hose. The rakes and the hose. I know he mentioned like every rose has its thorn. So I but then oh. I remember I remember Violet saying something about the of something about what she just what Caitlin just said about hmm. a rose can come from the thorniest of gardens or something. I don't wasn't he having that conversation with Benedict? Yeah, when he said that a rose has its thorns. But she, I remember Violet saying that. Dang, that's really just an excuse for me to go watch season one and season two. <laughs> oh, darn. Yeah, oh, darn. She definitely has a lot of garden references. So it's possible yeah. she like, she has another one that sounds very similar or she used, mm-hmm. reused it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Either way, she's making a lot of garden references. <laughs> All right. So now I'm going to move on to symbols and season three Easter eggs. So there's quite a few. So during the scene where they're talking about the great experiment on the wall. So in the background, I was just like staring at the wall because 
I'm not really paying attention to p- what people are saying. I'm looking around the, the room wall. at things in the scene. <laughs> On the wall, there is a large like decorative flower. Hmm. Looks exactly like a daisy. And it's a wallflower, guys. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Adorable. And oh. I'm pretty sure I need to look back, actually. I think it was right beside a mirror. Oh, of course it would be. Whatever you want to do with that information. And then Ken has that one dress that's covered in daisies. Mm -hmm. Wow. But it was just like, (laughs) it was like the size of a plate, like a dinner plate on the wall. It was just this big flower. And I was like, huh, why is there a flower on the wall? Oh my God, wallflower. (laughs) That's a new string. That's crazy. I never noticed that before. And okay, so next one is um during one of the scenes where she's eating many times because you know this episode is pretty repetitive. Mm-hmm. There's a large swan on the dining room table, and as we know, there's the whole ugly duckling swan references in season one and two when it comes to Colin and Penelope. So it like zoomed in on it and then it like the camera like went off of it, but I noticed it like right away, kind of began hmm. the scene. So I think we're gonna be getting a lot more of those. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to shout out Sari again. Um, she did you see that TikTok she made where it was like Ben leaving, Ben leaving, Ben leaving the uh, the ball to get away from Colin. It's just a little duck running. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, that was so, so funny. Cute. Oh my god, and like so accurate. Yeah, uh-huh. I loved it. Oh my gosh so funny wait going off of that did you guys see that tiktok where colin's like i'm a gentleman and then it's just a carriage <laughs> you yes. know what I'm about? <laughs> like, i like that one too and another one that reminds me of um anthony where he's like sniffing and he's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh stop saying that stop saying you're a gentleman after sniffing people like that (laughs) if colin says i'm a gentleman one time and that's i'm going to be so bad you think Mm -hmm. colin's gonna say that oh yeah because i don't i don't think think he even believes it even when he said it the first time he didn't if he's doing what we think he did in greece then yeah Mm. he's not a gentleman or he didn't go to Greece this time. He went to or where what? he went. Yeah, where we went. France, Italy, Italy, Spain? Amsterdam, mm-hmm. Spain, Italy. I know he went to Italy because that's France, where that swagger is coming from. Swagger <laughs> 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 coming straight out of Italy. <laughs> it, one of them was France. Oh, okay. one of them was Italy. Maybe Spain. I think the other one was Spain. Yeah. Okay. Well, if he went to France. He definitely got freaky. I was just... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the next the next symbol for season three I saw so when we see Violet with her grandchildren, uh, first thing you see when you when they open the doors is a mirror on the wall in the drawing room. Oh. Wink, wink. Um, wink, this wink. I'm pretty sure this is the same mirror in the background of those that leaked uh, clip of them hmm. in the drawing room with her green dress on. You know, like oh. the, in the background there's a wall and there's like a golden mirror on the wall oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's the same uh, mm-hmm. mirror anyways mm. I just thought that was that's a little reference is there, um, this, I wonder is there a mirror in Colin's room do y'all know that? oh yeah I, I believe it <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I believe it if there isn't one there will be soon there will be yep. 
bring a mirror back from France. Okay, I'm sorry. We are going because to I'm just gonna oh, say God, I would die. I'm just gonna say right now because that mirror in the drawing room is not big enough, and it's, it's not in big the enough. complete no. wrong location. It's up high. It's Penelope can't even see into it. She's so short. Like I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm pretty it's like, sure it's like way up high on the wall. It's gonna yeah. have to be one of those full length mirrors. Can I just say? So it's gotta be a full length mirror. So I again, I have proof of this but i am the same height as nicola cochran <laughs> i i at work like i we're not allowed to put up our own photos and stuff and our own mirrors in our office you have to like put up a little post that say can you put my mirror here i did that and they put it way too high i can't even see myself in my mirror you knew what nick felt like for like 10 exactly. minutes yeah <laughs> i mean okay jp you stood next to luke do you think yes. it's gonna be a possibility for them to, you know, get all those things done? Like, no. like with all the, with right the height now, not even going <laughs> to they'll use some um things props. to help them get along. Some props, yes. Furniture, furniture perhaps. Furniture that they can a ladder. No <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <A> ladder. <laughs> ladders oh my god i think they'll use know, stairs god. to their advantage yeah yeah beds what if yeah. she's stepping on like a stepping stool to get to him and that's what broke oh, oh. oh my god like we think it's they're, a just, jam, it's really they're, just, like a they're just fucking with us now yeah <laughs> they're like how dare they broke a stool right yeah. oh, that's what i oh said before god. i'm like i'm pretty sure it's probably just a small piece of something that they're making us think like, like a doorknob like this crazy thing <laughs> oh my god. like you guys suck yeah what if it was like a cup like right. <laughs> that's what i'm saying do you think we'll ever find out what it is maybe yes we have we'll to find out what it is after yeah, the season so. releases maybe she said it was during an important promise. scene so I'm, I'm assuming it has to be a sex right. yeah she, didn't you we'll see it in the episode the too yeah yeah it's from the book oh my god which makes me think either first kiss or like shenanigans on the sofa or something but it has to be yeah. the sofa now you know what now that first kiss that first kiss could be aggressive it could yes, be an aggressive person. That's too. why I'm thinking, like, Calandra, she's like, gonna like freak it out. Like, what if they, they broke a mirror? Like, what if they actually kissed and broke a mirror? And then that, oh my that's God. I thought I was like, I think it might break the mirror. So it's a oh my God. It just pushes it against the mirror and it yeah, breaks. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, it is a piece of furniture, like, especially a full length mirror if it's like yeah. got its own stand. Yeah, I guess you're right. Hmm. Oh Give me something, God. JP. Anyway, you're right. We could spiral on this. But we don't want seven years bad luck. I don't right. I'll just say the through. breaking of the mirror, that's bad. I don't think luck. they care. Yeah. They really don't. <laughs> I don't think they care. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Okay. Speaking of mirrors, <laughs> oh, God. We're just going to keep the conversation rolling here. So, in the scene where, you know, Charlotte goes to Georgia's bedroom, we see her in the mirror in the shot. Uh, and if you look really closely at the mirror, it looks like it has like Greek designs on the outside of it. Oh, really? Very, yeah. I looked really into it and I actually saw, I think Ainsley made a video on this and I watched this one and it was like, she thinks, she thinks that perhaps the queen might gift the mirror to oh. Oh. or something and like, we'll see it again. 
I think that's a very interesting theory. But I also just thought theory. it was cool that it was it just looked like those Greek symbols. I don't know what they're called. I don't know, but it just looked very interesting. So you I just like that give little give them the mirror that they're gonna have sex in. Absolutely. It could very well be. Maybe it got passed <laughs> down or something or sold and then or maybe it was a gift for like like Violet and Edmund and it just happened to make its way into Colin's room. I don't know. I don't know. Just a thought. It's wow. really interesting. Oh, I'll be looking for that mirror in the upcoming season. Yeah. Wait, wait but wasn't Colin at his house in the when they did when they did that? Yeah. Like they were yeah, in Bloom yeah. there, right? Well, the mirror scene never happened, so we don't know. Right. But I'm just like, do you think they're gonna give Colin like an apartment? Right. Yeah, but oh, first- yeah. I think they will. Hopefully, oh, you think it's oh, you think it's gonna be there? about a mirror or anything. I'm just I'm thinking about these. Thoughts. I mean, he could he could be taking things from his from the house to there. So who knows? Yeah, That's true. I I think it'll be interesting if we see it again. Though it's a very large mirror, and I very like good his little bachelor pad. What if what if they sneak off into like well let's say what if they're in a ball for Queen Charlotte, or they're oh. and they sneak oh. off. Sneak off into the room where that mirror was. Would you kind of be foreshadowing yeah. because that's what they had their first time, so they would have their first time. And oh, we would have the same oh, camera wow. angles, same camera angles too, like where we see yeah. like Penn's reflection in the mirror oh. and Colin just like yeah. staring at her. Like, oh my god, that okay. is, oh that my is god. scandalous if that happens because they're that's doing it at the palace. Scandalous. Like that's the royal palace. sex. And then, like, <laughs> an older King George just watches it. <laughs> oh maybe he's, maybe God, he's the one that catches them. <laughs> well, <laughs> Venus, you found your oh Venus. Oh, my God. Plot twist. <laughs> Plot twist. Oh, my God. He's going to have no idea what's going on. He's just going to be, like, wandering out. He'll well, wander back out. he's had 15 out. children. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll remember right. that part. No, but he'll be so like in his mind that he's not going to be paying attention to anything. Wow. Listen, no be, one like, would see that coming. No one would see that. That coming. is so funny because we had be a whole hilarious. topic of conversation on this of who was going to walk we in. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Not King George. Oh my god. Plot twist. Glad I put that together. My ever. Like, oh my god. What if it's like zoomed in on them, and all of a sudden you just see King George come up? Venus. <laughs> Or what if he's just, he just wanders in and like walks, he's just walking by and oh just doesn't God. even like pay attention. <laughs> I can't. Like, should we keep They're going? just like looking at each other like, should we continue? What? Oh, oh my God. God. Okay. <laughs> and that's perfect because he does have dementia, so he won't remember. Exactly. Won't. exactly. So like, it doesn't uh-huh. really matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, you're like, whatever, just the king, curtsy, just yep. the king. Yeah, they're not right. in their position, <laughs> your majesty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, okay, moving on. <laughs> Won't be the only majesty fed that night, yeah. <laughs> yep, so moving on from spicy sex scenes to not so spicy sex scenes, uh, poor Lady Danbury is in her bed oh, disassociating yeah. looking into at her roof <laughs> poor her lady bed. disassociating so sorry agatha i'm so sorry 
but there's a lovely floral design of yellow daisies on the roof so I thought that was interesting that she was using that as like a comfort as Mm. she was getting railed by this old man Jesus (laughs) (laughs) poor woman by a Frederick Douglass I just thought that was interesting (laughs) I just thought it was interesting made me think of like maybe I don't know it's like a Penelope reference in some way but I don't know what if it's foreshadowing how how call is gonna take Penelope from the back (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, Oh, my god (laughs) anyway oh my god (laughs) a poor poor girl (laughs) oh wow yeah okay <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so, so my final thought from this episode was that there is blue and yellow everywhere. Like the mm-hmm. costumes, the the rooms, like the decor, the flower arrangements. There's so much blue and yellow. Mm-hmm. Um there is the infamous, we have talked about this before, but there's blue and yellow quills mm-hmm. inside of a pumpkin on the table and i think this is the scene when george comes to the uh the home right so we have talked about theories of this yes that we think it represents colin and penelope and i thought it was interesting that it's in a pumpkin which makes me think hmm fall, fall october <laughs> just i'm just gonna throw that out there Please. i feel Please. like this makes more sense though because i know i've heard people like think Obviously, I took off in December because you know I have problems. But <laughs> what's but, your like, personality heard, disorder? What'd you call it? Uh, obsessive preparedness. Preparedness. Disorder. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, but like I've heard people say that because it's Christmas in one of the episodes that they mm. think that's like mm. saying that season three is gonna be it. But like this is a little bit more like prominent. I feel like there's yeah. a pumpkin. There's in quills. This scene. Like, Very why are obvious. there quills inside of a pumpkin? It reminds, me of that, it, it reminds me of that scene in episode, in season two when they were playing the palm all and they said that Colin threw the ball to yeah. the, the third, yeah. third right. wicket. Third, yeah. the third wicket. Like, if yeah. that's the, what they're trying to say, I I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it, if it's not an Easter egg, then I would be very surprised because yeah. it's yeah. blue and yellow quills. I'm pretty sure there's they're three both writers. Them, season three third daughter third son it's in a pumpkin how obvious can you be yeah. right yeah i don't know i'm just i'm waiting for my theory to be correct i mean they could have put the September fall and not october fall yeah. well i mean they like they could have put the quills anywhere but they chose to put yeah. them inside of a pumpkin they could have like, put, put, put them on the christmas like tree but they didn't yeah they could have so, put them in a flower true. arrangement yeah like, maybe i should in maybe i should uh cancel those dates that i took off you should you should because you're manifesting the wrong date sarah it's my it's my problem okay i'm just waiting yeah. for them to drop this damn like just drop just it please. Know. shonda just if you're listening please just please like, put us out of our misery i honestly think about this every waking minute of the day i woke Literally. up from sleep the under the other day thinking about freaking season three and i'm like yes. i have a life I need to move on. Yeah. <laughs> just give me a date exactly. and then I can I can just put it away and be like, okay, 
Yeah. Right. You know when it is, I can just calm down and just look forward to that. Just date. wait for that. Yep. We can book yeah. our when you don't even have a countdown. It's like no. it gives me anxiety. Yes. We're so. all the king right now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So that's it for my Easter eggs. So now I'm going to pass it over to Mia to talk about sex and intimacy. What, what? Bow, chicka, wow, wow. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about our favorite thing we love to talk about. Yeah. Because who doesn't like talking about sex, baby? All right. So, <laughs> so for this segment, I changed it up a little bit because we know that in this episode in particular, this was George and Charlotte's first time. And mm-hmm. I titled this one, Do You Remember Your First Time? Now, we're not going to have to go into this conversation because <laughs> nobody wants to talk about their first time. I definitely know I don't want to talk not about my the first podcast, time. that's for sure. Right, because nobody's <laughs> damn business. You don't need to know what I did in my late whatever. Okay, yeah, we're not going to talk about it. Anyway, so <laughs> we're going to go. So basically just kind of talking about the <laughs> In a way, we're going to talk about just basically how that moment came to be. So we know that Charlotte was very frustrated, very, very, very frustrated from the first episode. He was just like, you know, like I said in the last season, it was like, we're going to do this, right? We're going to get into this. We're going to, we're going to start this. And it was like, he was forceful. It was like, no, you know you want me to do the marital act right now we could do it but it wasn't in the way that she wanted it and I feel like everybody when you think about your first time you you there's always like this idea of how everybody thinks your first time is going to go but in this case because they were a part of the great experiment theirs was supposed to be arranged but it made me think about when you have your first time you always have this thing in your mind of how it's supposed to go like is it going to be romantic? Is there going to be music playing? Is there going to be candles lit? Because that's how most girls think their first time is. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes you're just in the back of a car or you're at somebody's house or you just, it doesn't happen the way you want. And so in this case, I felt like it kind of reminded me of how that happened with uh, Queen Charlotte and King George. Even though theirs was technically arranged, it didn't happen. It It did happen. I'm sorry. It did happen the way it was supposed to because it was arranged. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we cover that in this episode. Um, how basically they go into this, you know, she goes, gets him, she's like, you know, let's how do I how do I get him to come to me type attitude? And so um, you know, it it's it's interesting. She goes, she gets him, she's like trying to figure him out, trying to like see what he likes, see what he's interested in. And maybe that will get him to swoon in so many words. And so, and it does, it works. It definitely works. And then, you know, she goes in and she's like, he's like looking at her. They have like a whole special moment. And that, and I would honestly say like, like I said, in most cases, when you think about your first time, it's not exactly what you think it is. But in this case, in the show, it is exactly, it was like the perfect first time because it, mm-hmm. it was arranged. So, but before I go into that, I wanted to go into like the whole idea of losing your virginity because I feel like Charlotte was 17 and nobody really knew that. 
Nobody really knew that Charlotte was 17. But did you know that most girls, well, not most girls, I'm not going to say most girls. So when, when asked more in depth about like your first time, most would say that they wish they had waited longer to lose their virginity. So if you said they should have done it sooner, most have had, most have had sex the first time when they were 18 and half have done it by the time they had, they were turning 17 and nearly a third have had sex before, by, before turning 16, which I don't know who has had sex before turning 16. That must've been very traumatic, but. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, no, I can only imagine going through that at a very young age. But in this case, Charlotte lost, lost her virginity at 17. But again, it was in the most beautiful way. And it was, it was also very romantic. in the most, right, and most respectful, beautiful, and arranged way. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, like I said, the whole lead up to it, you know, trying to sw- trying to swoo him, trying to get him to come back to Buckingham House. I feel like the way she did it was the perfect way to do it. Like she was so busy being mad at him. It was like, I'm so mad at him. I'm so mad at him. Let me just figure him out. Like what's going on? And once she did, it led to a special moment. And then they basically was like, they kissed and it was like, that that feel that feel came over there. They were like, "Wait a minute, I feel something. I like this. <laughs> I like it. I think I want more. Of it. I want more. <laughs> so, are you coming back to Buckingham House? I think I'm coming back to Buckingham House. So, so yeah. So, what do you guys think about their their first time, as you would want to call it? What do you guys think? I have a question. Do you guys think it was George's first time? And also, how old is he? That's a really good mm. question. I feel yeah. like he's like in his 20s. Somebody said he was like yeah. in his 20s, but I can't remember. I think he's like 25, maybe. Yeah. So do you don't think it was his first time then? Yeah. No. Okay. No. I was it was maybe I guess not. it would have depended on how old he was, but yeah. I mean he did say he was good with buttons. Oh, that's what that means. That's he true. did say he was good with buttons. Okay. And he seemed to be prepared and kind of knew yeah what to do do. yeah he did ask her that too in the most sweetest way he did ask her Mm -hmm. so unless he also got drawings who knows (laughs) (laughs) hilarious i mean reynolds (laughs) Reynolds. oh my god i thought that it was a very sweet first time i thought it was very romantic for not actually being their wedding night but they kept calling it their wedding night which i thought was right yeah that was sweet right yeah because it wasn't technically their wedding night it was after she went insane and after she (laughs) built up all this pressure and was just like i'm done like i just i need to get this out of me you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like i need to get this going we need to get this going um and like i said the way it happened it it was all the way up until like the moment where they walk into the room where she goes into the room she's getting herself ready and it's just it's very it's very like it's so like like I remember the uh, uh, princess Augusta was saying like the marital act normally there will be five people in the room with you watching you do this but yeah. like, or people in the room with you watching you do this but now it's more private so I just thought that was really interesting like even from the moment where she's getting herself together her hair first of all I thought 
when it, when she first put on that gown and everything, I was like, did her hips get like 10 times bigger? Because the way it looked, it looked like her <laughs> hips got big. And I was like, what happened to her hips? But I think it was just the the, the coat, like the coat she had on. It made her look like her hips were bigger. Um, I will say that I, I did like how they talked about it first. I thought yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't like do a, like enough. a little conversation. Yeah. Right. Like she told him what she wanted, what she didn't want. Um, yeah. she, he asked her if she knew what was going to happen. Like, yes, I thought that was a very mature thing to do and a good thing to show because people don't mm-hmm. talk about that enough. And if you can't talk about sex, you shouldn't be having sex. You shouldn't so, be and listeners. It. It's yeah. more normal than you think. Like it is. I was just yeah. it is normal to talk about that. Sex. it's that. not always just like going at it and they just know what right. each other wants right. it's exactly. not like that in real life and right. you have it's to not. be able to tell somebody this is what i like this is what i don't like you have yeah. to have your boundaries communication communication, uh, communication. say it with me communication. <laughs> communication um so yeah like i feel like you know and that's true even in real life i think sometimes you know, when you talk about your first time, you want somebody to be there to be like, do you know what's going to happen? If they're experienced, if they're not, if you're not experienced, it's like, okay, I don't know what we're doing here, but I know I feel something for you and you feel something for me. But if they are experienced, it's like, do you, do you know what you're doing? Are you ready for this? Are you yeah. sure ready for this? Having a partner to respect that too. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like be be open to like working with you and realizing it's your first time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I will say this is a very fan favorite in the Bridgerton world of the men always telling them mm-hmm. this might hurt a bit. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love it so much because it's like they're pre-warning them like, <laughs> oh my God. They're pre-warning them like this is this might hurt you. But it, it's gonna feel good after a while. It's like they tell them, like, yeah. like I remember whose book was that? I think it was Romance of Mr. Bridgerton when he told yeah, it was. Like, yeah, it was. This might hurt a bit, but I can't wait. No, he said I can't wait till we do this a couple more times to where I won't yeah. have. To. Oh my yeah. god! Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> don't have to hold back. Ooh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I, think he, I don't think he said it, but he was thinking it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Penelope says no. Don't hold back. Well, she said something like, it's okay, like, I will love it all, because it's you, yeah. right? Yeah, wow. until he starts going in, and she's like... Alondra, oh! <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but then she start, he starts going in, and then she's like, I think I, I'm not used to it. <laughs> give me a minute. Like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh, give me a second. Give me a second. Do you guys do that? He was frustrated. He was like, damn, it's okay. Damn, now that. I gotta go read that chapter again before I go to bed. Jesus. <laughs> I was just that gonna say amazing. Oh my god. Anyway. I was just gonna say a quote, but then I remembered it was from a fanfic. I know it's like, wait, <laughs> we're gonna do fanfics and their actual book confused. Oh my god. <laughs> but oh I think god. it was in another book. I think it was in another book, so I'll mention it. But it was I think it was in Daph. No, it was in Anthony's book where the girl says, I don't think it will fit. Yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't Penelope. Wait, are you sure that's Penelope. not from a fanfic? Oh, it's, it's definitely a fanfic. It's in a fanfic, but it's also in wow. the Viscount Who Loved Me because I'm pretty sure Kate says it. To Anthony, like ninety. Yeah, I'm pretty Ooh. sure, or it. I'm pretty sure it is. Otherwise, my face is Daphne's, bright red right now. Know. We need Fan to do a fanfic episode, you guys. 
Yeah, we if do. If that happened I got in you. Anthony's book, then they did that season so dirty because the they scenes really they did. could have fit in that season. Oh my God. Yeah. It's not going to mm-hmm. fit. Oh my God. So just to talk about the fan fiction thing a little bit. I have noticed that a lot of people are like, if this isn't in the show, I'm going to riot. If this isn't in the show, I'm going to riot, like we mentioned earlier. <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff that people are like so obsessed with that are not from the book that are just from fan fictions. So mm-hmm. like Penelope saying Mr. Bridgerton, do I think it's probably going to happen? Probably. But yes. that is all over fan fictions. That yeah. is not something that we got in the book. It's not something that we got from anywhere. We heard anywhere yeah. other than in fan fictions. Mm-hmm. Where did yeah. that even come from? That idea of saying Mr. Bridgerton. Yeah, I don't know. Like, she's mad at him. She calls him Mr. Bridgerton. And that's all in fan fictions, though. It's all from fan fictions. Yeah. That's so interesting. That theory, that's crazy how this fandom works. Like, people just say stuff. Right. And then you guys, you guys missed out on an opportunity to go up to Luke and be like, hi, Mr. Bridgerton. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even <laughs> I totally say missed that, out. <laughs> I feel like I would have, I was already nervous. Hell, he know he, I didn't even get a chance to say anything to him, but I don't want to talk about it. Mr. Newton. Mr. Newton. Right. Mr. Newton. Newton. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, back to what Charlotte and George did. I'm just <laughs> looking for the quote room. right now. Well, JP and Alondra, well, you guys, you guys said when you went to meet him, like you said that, like you told him, like he did a really good job, and he's like, yeah, I know, I know, right? And you could have said something like, oh, are you fishing <laughs> for compliments, Mr. Bridgerton? Or oh, he didn't what? say, I know, I know. He didn't say that. He wasn't he like, didn't? no. No, I, blur, I can't remember. He, maybe that was I Mia. I said you did a really MC. good job. Yeah, I think that might have been Mia. Oh, but, okay. Um, he said thank you. We tried really hard or something. Okay. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, I wish he would have said stuff like that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, just if I good. meet him one day, I'll be like, oh, Mr. Bridgerton, Mr. Ben Evans. <laughs> oh, Mr. Have you ever been romanced, Mr. Bridgerton? <laughs> oh, wow. I have you ever been romanced? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, you guys, I know I just watched Pride and Prejudice. Um, and you know how like everyone the one with uh Care Knightley. Knightley. Yeah. yeah. And you know how like everyone's kind of like, oh Mr. Darcy, right? And like if you're mm-hmm. talking to someone in the conversation, you're like, Mr. Darcy. I feel like going forward now, it should be, oh Mr. Bridgerton, like oh. <laughs> at, least, at least probably that's probably what I'll say, but yeah. Mm. I mean, it is scandalous for her to call him Buck Colin, and it's gal- scandalous for him to call her Penelope. So, I mean, it, it is. probably is going to happen. But that's, yeah. Well, oh like, they God. don't call each other Colin and Penelope in the book. No, they, they don't. don't. They call each other Miss Featherington and Mr. Bridgerton. Yeah. Wow. And, wait. Like, wait, what? He never calls wait, her what? Pen. He calls her Penelope. He calls her Pen. He only ever calls her pen when he says pen money. That's the only time he uses the word Really? Pen. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, everything he, else is he Penelope. Say it. He does say Penelope. That. And she does say Colin. She does. She says Colin. Is, he does. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You sure? I'm like, my mind's blown right now. Because now I'm like confused. <laughs> it's like the Mandela effect. <laughs> We're living in different realities. They're all getting pushed together. Wait, she doesn't. Does she call him Mr. Bridgerton at all in the book? I don't feel like she does. I feel like yeah, she's calling she Colin. She's called him. She calls him Mr. Bridgerton in the book, but like huh. normally, but it's not like in a that's how they hurtful way. It's just yeah, that's what you called people back then. I mean, it wouldn't make sense for her to not say Mr. Bridgerton because the name of the book is romancing Mr. Bridgerton. So well, fair enough. That's true. You're right. 
Ah, now y'all gonna have me go read back this book. <laughs> <laughs> oh darn, gotta read the book again. <laughs> right, all these things I have to do again. Yeah, so I found that quote, but it's a little bit different from how I said it. Mm-hmm. So it's, so basically Anthony just got naked and she's like, <laughs> and he says, in all my glory, he teased, lifting his brows into an arch, an air, arrogant arch. She shot him a rather enchanting scowl. I didn't think this could possibly work. <laughs> like, <laughs> she doesn't think it's going to uh, work. work. <laughs> she doesn't think it's going to fit. <laughs> and then, yeah, anyways, but he does say that part, uh, this is where it might hurt a little, but I promise you the pain will never be repeated. Hmm. They so all say something that. different. Yeah. Benedict yeah. never said. By the way, Benedict never said that to Sophie. He never told Sophie this might. He just went right in for it. He also, doesn't right for Sophie bleed or something? Isn't that in the book? No. Oh God, I just. Oh, I think no. she bleeds. Like no, there's something where there's blood on a couch or something. What? Oh no. Oh wait, wow. wait. No, 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 no. No, I'm sorry. I didn't really think about it. No, I don't. Think I'm so. reading it right now, so I will get back. Yeah, to let us that. know. Yeah, let us know because I can't remember, but I don't I think remember it's... blood being on the couch. I think there's mm-hmm. blood on the couch. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is it? Oh. It's chapter 17, whichever chapter. I know it is. So yeah, so back to Queen Charlie, even though we were <laughs> talking about all other things besides that right now. Um, so yeah, so basically, um, there was another point to what I was going to say, and I just completely forgot about, oh, the, oh, so just how I was mentioning how, like, him making her comfortable for the first time and making her feel, you know, okay, and making her feel like she didn't know what he was thinking. She didn't know what he wanted. She didn't know. So for him to come and, like, be like, okay, I'm ready to do this with you, and it starts to it starts to, I feel like people, when you go through your first time, you do, you eventually change. And I feel like in that moment, she became a woman. And we see that in the next episode, um, how their dynamic has changed after their first time. Um, But as far as just that whole scene of him saying about the buttons, I'm very good with buttons and being like, romantic a little bit what's that word not romantic but what's the word Uh, flirty like flirty or he's saying little sexy lines at her like yeah seducing her thank you you seducing her like saying stuff like i'm good with buttons or she's saying he's like do you know what this do you do you know what you're doing or have you do you know how this is going to work and she's like yeah i don't want to do the thing where my head hits the wall and he's (laughs) like you don't have to worry about that just very seductive seductive so yeah i like how he was able to make her comfortable but also make it very sexy so i thought Mm -hmm. that was very nice of george to do that for her because it was her first time she hadn't experienced that even after all of the stuff he put her through and it was like okay let me like he told her i think if i spend if you go with me and how he even started he said if you he was like i promise you like i think he said something to the fact of like i promise you if you spend time with me or something in the app of that about like spending time with me but um 
you'll hate me a little less. It was something like that of what she said, of what he said before they went to the, uh, where his telescope Observatory? The observatory. Chad, I can't get no words today. Um, So yeah, so um, I thought that was really sweet too. So it was almost like he showed her into his world and then he was like, okay, now that I've shown you into my world, let me show you into another world (laughs) (laughs) and and make this experience for you a little bit better. Which is her guide. It was. He was her guide the entire time. He was her astronaut. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Anyway, all the references. Anyway, but yeah. And so um, I did want to just make this little quick um, thing that I saw again about just experiencing your first time so deciding to have sex for the first time can be a big deal it's true that sex can change some things it can change your relationship as we saw that in the show and it can teach you things about yourself which we also see that in the show moving forward um and your partner which again something that was supposed like I felt like it was supposed to happen because it was arranged to happen but they still learn things about each other within their 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 even days you want to call it or their episodes or their 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 moments um one thing it definitely won't change won't change is your body or the way you look so of course that's for people who are a little bit more self-conscious than how they look like when they when they're when they're having sex it's like you think it's gonna like change your outer appearance but this is who you are in general, when you're having sex, it doesn't change anything. So it might change you mentally and emotionally, but it won't change mm-hmm. you physically. And so that's actually pretty deep because I think, mm-hmm. you know, that goes into the whole, like I said, being self-conscious and making sure that you're, that you look okay. It's almost like that first thing when you like take off all your clothes, like they had a moment like that where they took off all their clothes and you just kind of look at the person, you know, mm-hmm. you just kind of stare at them and see, and you're like, it, you know what's the word not glorifying but like scanning them up and down to see their beauty and to see what their their marks and stuff like that so that's why it's such an intimate moment when you do have your first time because this is the first time you're seeing this person fully naked and not just naked emotionally and mentally but physically too so yeah yeah you're just very vulnerable very very yeah absolutely which I think is why the communication is so important too. Exactly. Communication. Yeah. <laughs> we really got to harmonize you guys. <laughs> I know. Like anytime we come up with something. You have to have practice. We have to. Okay, like, I can't that. sing. I'll let you guys harmonize. You like the soprano, the alto. I'll do the bad yeah. British accent in the One, back. two, three. Communication. <laughs> 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 Very nice. Um, but yeah, but anything else anybody want to add to our bountiful one one sex and intimacy? I don't think you mm-hmm. covered it. I think the mm-hmm. communication was such a big part of that, and that was yes. so important. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it kind of brought. I mean, I feel like, like I said, that moment was like their open door to kind of yeah. Just yeah. become closer. Even though, again, I'm jumping ahead. It it caused a little bit of friction to me. It was the door to open up to passion because I feel like once you have your first time you're gonna want it again but it's like at this moment it's like 
oh, I want it so bad. And he's over there in the room and I'm over here and I want him right now, but he doesn't want me, but I'm going to make him want me. It's like, once you get that, once yeah. it's out of your system, it's like, oh my God, okay, I, can, I have to have it again. Like I want it more. So, mm-hmm. and of course we see that in episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that. I can't wait That'll to talk be about a good that one. Oh my God, I can't wait to talk about that episode because that's, that's a good one. The whole that's a good episode one. was amazing. So yeah. It's like 90% right. sex. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sorrows, sorrows, prayers to all you dashing debutantes, flashy rakes, and shunned spinsters. It's time for our buzzful farewell. For our Buzzfell farewell today, we have a question about romance tropes. So if you don't know, a trope is like a theme or a plot that it's common throughout books or TV shows. So we want to know if you had to choose between these three tropes, which one would you choose? So the choices are forbidden love, enemies to lovers, or love triangle. So feel free to leave your answer in our social media. We'd love to hear from you. So what do you guys think? Who wants to start? Tell us which one you would prefer. If you had asked me at 15, <laughs> I would have said love triangle because I was a huge Twilight geek. Um, okay. But now, Aww. if you ask me now, I would probably say enemies to lovers because yes. a lot of the books that I have on my shelf are enemies to lovers. And I didn't realize uh-huh. that until now. Hmm. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. JP, what do you think? Uh, I think if you were to ask me at 15, I would have said forbidden love. <laughs> Because I was a big, uh, I'm still a big Shakespeare fan, but I always loved Romeo and Juliet. Um, but now it's enemies to lovers. Um, again, I've said this, I think I said this a couple episodes ago that I love Pride and Prejudice. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. stories. So um, yeah, enemies to lovers. Alondra? Well, definitely not love triangle because I'm too jealous for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that either. <laughs> I'm, yeah. too, I'm too intense and jealous. Um, so Sorry, future boyfriend. I hope you don't listen to this episode. Um, <laughs> close your ears. But um, I think I've always been a fan of like forbidden love, but like in terms of like vampire movies, right? It's like vampires, yes. humans. All oh, stuff. yeah. So of the three, you choose forbidden love. Yeah. All right, Mia. So I would say I like the whole, like, like you guys were saying, ask me. When I was younger I would say yeah I was a big love triangle person um I like the stories where it's like the two people are fighting over the one girl or it's like it's always like the battle between who and who and who picks who yeah. um but I do I I love I actually like enemies to lovers more than I like friends to lovers and I'm only mentioning that because I feel like that's a trope that people like more now as a friends to lovers but for me I would definitely say enemies to lover because it's something about the passion <laughs> when you're so angry with that person and you hate them. Yeah. Like there was this yeah. movie I saw and I can't remember the name of it, but it was a very good enemies to lovers where they were like basically coworkers and they had to look Ooh, at each other. I know it. Day. Yeah. What do you know? Is the it name called the it? hating game? Yes. Oh my God. I I've made that edits movie. with this movie because listen, when well. he take when he takes her down in that elevator. And he like oh picks her God. up. I was like, passion. <laughs> I love passion. Like I love when like it's like an aggressive passion. Like like I enemies want to lovers has good it. passion. 
it is it's mm-hmm, such a yeah. good passion like yeah. oh my gosh mm-hmm. so yeah I would definitely say en- enemies to lovers for sure yeah okay, I think so Kate and Anthony gonna... were very very passionate go on oh, I'm yeah. sorry no, you're fine I'm gonna be different than all of you guys <laughs> oh no um, I would say if you asked me when I was like 16 I would have said love triangle too because I was a hunger games fan mm-hmm. uh, that's twilight that fan. I was hunger games Peter um, or Gail I was Peter. Peter. Josh Hutcherson. Gotta be Peter. Love mm-hmm. him. Um, if you're a Gale fan, it's a red flag. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> moving on. Um, I was also Team Jacob at the time, but like now, now watching it as an adult, it's like okay, no, Edward. No. Edward. <laughs> gotta be edward, edward um, 000, 000. but yeah for now i don't know i've still i still have never been a fan of the enemies to lovers trope i'm sorry no. pride and prejudice is not, <gasps> not doing it for me. sorry no. I, wow. it and I was like caitlin i know this is your favorite but i'm sorry i sorry to break the news i could recite but, that movie yeah from the i can recite the like i <laughs> Both of them, the I can do the Colin yeah. Firth one. I can do the Matthew McFadden one. I can yeah. do Bridget Jones' Diary, which is just a remake of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love um, Pride and Prejudice. So yeah, I'm going to go with- Sarah, you're killing me. Sorry. I'm going to go with Forbidden Love. I like I like the whole idea of not or wanting what you can't have. Because like the love triangle, like no one has time for that shit when you're 29. No. Um, <laughs> And enemies to yeah. lovers, like I've never hated anybody so much that like I like them. I don't know. I don't. I guess I just yeah, not my thing. Yeah. So I'd go with forbidden love. So, yeah. Okay. And now it's time for a ton of buzz. So what's been going on in the news, Sarah? Um. All right. So hey guys, I'm channeling my inner JP here. Um, so since she's not here to record this, I'm taking over. So here we go. Uh, so the first uh, little point that JP put on the news and gossip is that Martins, who plays Will Mondridge on the show, he's going to be starring in a play called Othello this October. I know Mia is like very excited about this. So yes, I'm yes, like, are you, yes. are you yes. going to go <laughs> to see him? Uh, absolutely. Yes. You are? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, awesome. I, I actually talked to my boss today. I told her that I was going to plan a trip next year, but she didn't even know that I might be planning a trip in the next couple of months. <laughs> um, because yes, I have to support my husband. Like, what would I yeah, of course. support my husband? Like, he put a <laughs> ring on my finger. <laughs> Girl, what? <Right. laughs> I mean, I don't have the ring right now because, you know, we haven't we haven't talked about it, but yeah. he knows. He bought, I, he, we got his size and everything, so I have to, I have to go support my man. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm really excited. Like we heard it from Trish, um, who is the producer of Othello, who did the producing for The Shape of Things. And she told us because she is a close personal friend with Martins. And she said that, and the way she said it was very just willy nilly, but she's a personal friend with Martins. And she told us about the show. Those dates have not dropped yet. So we don't know, but oh baby, when they drop, (laughs) it's gonna be like, gonna be like first uh, in line first in line Mm -hmm. buying the ticket as soon as it drops so yeah we'll be excited to hear that story (laughs) oh yes i know you'll come to my wedding i know right oh my gosh that'd be perfect (laughs) i love it i love it (laughs) all right the next thing is that luke and nick's photo from when um she went to the play so featuring our bag (laughs) got to (laughs) one million likes our bag is famous you guys wow Um, (laughs) 
Um, and so uh, not to be keeping count or anything, but that's the season three photo release and their personal reunited photo that both got to a million. So, mm. yeah. So season three is going to be a big deal. We're really excited. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So we had a big list of, of ladies that attended Wimbledon um, with Ralph Lauren and British Vogue um, from Bridgerton. So the ladies that win was Nick. Phoebe, Tritha, Hannah, and Golda, they all went and slayed with their amazing outfits at the yes. Didn't Arsema yeah. go too? She did with Golda. I think yes. she did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She JP went didn't have all the list, next okay. day. <laughs> yeah, she went the next day after. No, she oh. went the day before Nick went. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They all looked really amazing. So it was really fun they to did. like. Charitra actually went today too. They finished today. Oh. I think was the last day. Okay. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Charitra I... went today, and then I think Corey and India went today. Yes. And they okay. rekindled whatever they had, and so yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to ask. I was like, "What's Wimbledon?" I have no idea, but it's like a tennis yeah. thing. You guys said. Yeah, it's yeah. a tennis. It's like a. It's like the NBA finals for basketball. It's like the Wimbledon is like the mm-hmm. big thing. Besides the okay. the other finals that they have for tennis, I can't remember the other one, but Wimbledon is like a huge thing for tennis. Okay, like the Super Bowl, but for tennis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then finally in the news, Nicola Coughlin went to the London Barbie premiere and looked yes. absolutely gorgeous. We're in love with her new. Uh, she like dyed her hair strawberry blonde, right? Looks super yeah. cute. She had the ladies out, like front and center. She looked really great. Yes, she looked <laughs> stunning. Yes, she looked really she, great, she, yeah. she looked sensational. She was mm-hmm. dripping in diamonds. Gorgeous is an understatement. I don't even know what that was. She just <laughs> embodied whatever she did and yeah. came out mm-hmm. and did it. So yeah. I don't. Her know. makeup was on point. Mm-hmm. On point. Shout out to Neil Young. Neil so. Young and his team are amazing. And her mm-hmm. costume design, her stylist is, mm-hmm. she got a team. She has a team and they do great. She no. was really in diamonds. Like, she was. Mia's mind is blown. Diamond of the season. I, literally, the sleigh. Diamond of the was, season, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The sleigh was everything. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all I got for the news. So, what do you got going on for us, Caitlin? Social media. Social media. Okay. So, I'm going to start off with a couple of shout outs. So, um, I got a message the other day from um, somebody named Tiffany, and I'm just going to read it for you guys because it was really sweet. So she said, hey, I just came across this podcast and have absolutely loved listening. I swear y'all have been listening to my mind regarding pollen. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Can't wait to hear more about speculations. And she was talking about listening to it at work. And she's like, yeah, I needed my headphones for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, keep your headphones. Uh, sure. Because you never know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, Another quick shout out to Jojo Purtle on TikTok, who made a lovely little review video for us. So that was really sweet of you. Thank you so much. Um, On Instagram, uh, someone named Jane the Glover commented and said, since you all started this podcast, I finally actually want to go outside and take a brisk walk. This podcast is my motivation. I have even lost a little weight and my blood pressure has improved. So listening is good for your health. Thank you so much. 
<laughs> like you can't yes, you it. everybody. Yes. Our podcast is good for your health. Hell, listen, we out here <laughs> making people walk and building health tips. Shout out to Janet. She she sent me that too. She told me that she was like, I was listening to when I was walking. I said, Yes, we better make y'all make healthy choices in life. Listen, like yes. Bridgerton is good for your health, like you know, in like many ways. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. It is. I realize I probably just said her name, her name wrong after you just corrected me. So I'm sorry if I said it wrong. Yeah, Janet. Yeah. Uh, okay. The next thing I'm going to talk about is the fuck Mary kill game thing that we posted. Uh, thank you guys for playing along (laughs) with us. That was really funny to read everybody's responses. There was an overwhelming response of killing Nigel, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, we do hope to do more of those in the future. Mm Mm-hmm um yeah so the next thing is that we put out a poll last week for episode one of queen charlotte and the choices were what your favorite scenes were in the first episode so we've got george and charlotte's first meeting and their the royal wedding and the scene that won by a landslide was the first meeting uh we're gonna do another one of these for the next episode as well so stay yeah. tuned for that i voted and- yeah what did you yeah. vote for sarah the first meeting of course yeah me too yeah i and know i know there wasn't like any another scene that really was like up to par for me so i okay yeah yeah it was hard to pick but mm-hmm. the next one is going to be more difficult i think to pick from all right that's all i got for social media today well thank you everybody for listening to episode eight of our podcast we couldn't have done it without all of your our listeners and our Bridger B community. Uh, we appreciate you taking your time out of your day to listen to us. As always, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Buzz of the Ton. We hope that you enjoyed our eighth episode, and we hope you'll come back for episode nine, which will be covering Queen Charlotte episode three. That's kind of confusing, but you know what I mean. Uh, after all, <laughs> what do ladies do best? Be the buzz of the tongue. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Thank you.